I hope I get a jobby, Freddy. I got my fingers crossed. Doing the job. You got the job, buddy! Doing the job. Yeah, Hulk Hogan! Doing the job! Just say something, you idiot. Doing the job podcast. It's gotta be special. I like it. Doing the job. This show is so stupid. It's stupid. It's so stupid. I know how to do the job. Shut the f*** up. I hate this job. Doing the job. Doing the job. Doing the job. This is Doing the Job. Top of the hour, Kobolachia, WTJ, doing the job, to wrestling podcast. Wubba love dub dub, fuck a pickle Rick. You're hearing the voice of Jenny Logs, and along with me, M2J, we are your hosts. What up, you cunts? That's not nice. <laughs> it's just a, such a nice word. Has a lovely ring to it. Yeah. So much power and authority in that word. I don't know about a th- power or authority. I don't know. It's got, it's got a strong consonant or two. Random adjectives, descriptive words. Sip for the working man. Sip of water for the working man. I'm loaded, mm. I'm loaded up on Kratom tea right now, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I finally, finally gave up? Like, I just finally stopped. I can't say for life, you know. I've quit cigarettes for life, and I've been doing good with the the energy drinks. I I quit the energy drinks. Oh, good! I'm proud of you. It's almost like two months. I haven't had one, and I really was all about them, and I still love them dearly. I just can no longer. If I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna be like, oh, I don't, I don't need fucking, you know, low carb and bread's the devil, and I don't drink soda and all that bullshit. I can't sit here, you know judge everybody's diet while i'm sipping on fucking death you know Mm. just straight poison for your body well you know what i never knew before until like a couple weeks ago that uh caffeine has a half-life of six hours so i stopped drinking caffeine now like around noon like with the intention of going to bed around midnight (laughs) and I i sleep way better now uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, sometimes I have coffee and I'm ready to go. Other times I could fall asleep with the cup in my hand still. So it's really, yeah. like, uh, it's a crapshoot. I yeah. don't really. But It doesn't uh, matter. But, like I said, I'm on Kratom tea right now, so I'm feeling really nice. What's Kratom tea? What kind kratom, of gimmick is this? Kratom is some kind of opioid root that they make into a tea, and it makes you feel... Oh, don't have that. Why not? Why why have why are you doing that? I don't know you're you're a doctor. I'll Google it later and tell me. If I'm it's not gonna a kill me. doctor. I'm not a doctor. Hey, you are. You're a doctor. doctor. Anyway, uh, we could talk about tea and coffee all day long. You know, I loves those topics. But we had a big fucking weekend of tons of fucking wrestling. <sighs> yeah, uh, let's let's wrestling. Um, a lot, a lot. I, mean, I want to talk about NXT. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the main thing. Not only was it the, the, the first thing chronologically, it was the best thing. Well, for you. Most exciting thing. For what you. Mean for me. Yeah, the, 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 the first thing chronologically was Joey Janela's Lost in New York, which was the second best show of the week. Oh, oh, I meant chronologically of the things that matter. Well, it, it absolutely matters. Well, I mean, yeah, you went to that, right, I imagine, because I, that's not something you could just watch. I was there. Actually, you, you can watch. I think it was either on Powerbomb or Fight. I forget which one, but it was oh. it was accessible. Oh, um, okay. I mean, I, I got to see Joey Janela versus Hakushi. Hakushi? Yep. 
I also Jinsei Shinsaki, or yep. did he go by Hakushi? No, he went by Jinsei, but uh, he was okay. there. Uh, also, wow. uh, the Sandman made an appearance. That was awesome. Oh wow! Uh, Sabu wrestled the match. Really? And, yep. And we also got introduced to a fellow named Marco. Uh, it was an open challenge from Kyle the Beast. Marco came out of the audience. He looks like he weighs about 100 pounds soaking wet. I know where this is going. And I heard about this. Okay. And it was great because, like, you're like, okay, this guy's like, clear. I mean, he's, I think he's actually, like, in his early 20s, but he just, like, has a very youthful appearance to him. And, yeah, uh, young boy, really Ky- small guy. And Kyle the Beast asked him, kid, how old are you even? And Marco replied, old enough to fuck your mom, and, <laughs> which was just a great response. It's the greatest response ever. And that's, then, like the, that's the best. And then they, they tore the house down. They had a great match, and uh, I believe Marco's going to be either at uh, StarCast or he's going to be involved at uh, All In or something like that now. All right, well, I will follow up with that right. as I watch the continuing show on, on Cody's YouTube called All Us. I watched that earlier today, and that's how I heard about this because he mentioned some small little kid named Marco yep. who... Um, Look, he said he was at Janela's uh, gimmick, and he had a great showing. He tore the house down. He turned heads, was Cody's exact words. And he goes, why would I not want someone who turns heads? That's the whole point about this. And he's going to be there. He's going to be in the Battle Royal where the winner faces Jay Lethal. It's like a pre-show Battle Royal, I think. Or not a pre-show, but it's like I think the first bit of All In is going to be on TV. On Oh, yeah, like the first hour of it or something. On whatever America, Destination America, some shit like that, yeah, or whatever, yeah. some shit. And uh, that's going to be early in the night and probably the opener. And the winner faces Jay Lethal later in the night for the ROH title. So, yeah, I don't think oh, we're going to well, But Jay Lethal's once my, again. The, my man, game. Ethan Page, is going to be in that. And I'm yeah, that's who I'm rooting for. I'm going there with an Ethan Page shirt. I'm, I'm Ethan gonna... Page is, is in that? Yes. All right, Ethan I, Page. Yeah, I, I heard him. I fucking love Ethan Page. I actually got, got to chat with him a little bit at all in. Uh, Olin didn't happen yet, so I don't know. uh, Lost in New York. Sorry, I'm I'm on Kratom. (laughs) Yeah, so why are you drinking something with an opioid in it? Because it it makes me feel good. Yeah, so does heroin, but... Yeah, but but that's like, that'll kill you to death. Kill you to death? Yep. Fucking computer! God damn it, man. Holy Jesus. As long as we can hear each other, you're, you're good. I, it's like like a simple process. I don't understand. There you go. There we go. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. So you watch that show. Any anything else standing out from that show? It was Matt Riddle's. Uh, I don't know if it's his last indie appearance, but you know it was absolutely. Yeah, which it absolutely was because he he was on NXT the next yeah. night or the. I mean, I don't know. He might have some bookings like left. You know, sometimes they do that. Like no, no, he's done. He's completely done. I, All right, he's done. So check this out. Check that you're gonna you're gonna fucking love the story, Daddy. I am. Yeah. Okay, sitting, I love story. Sitting behind me at NXT was a wrestling fan. He was fat and smelly? Because uh, usually you have the... So there was this guy at a wrestling show, and it's usually he's fat and smelly. Um, I'm, I will say this. I don't think he was smelly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he he was... I usually don't, like, beef with people in the audience. Like, it's just not my... I, 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 I do, because... Yeah. yeah. But he was chanting these things that were really fucking obnoxious, and I, I, I was, he was getting on my nerves. And uh, for example, uh, Deanna that's the pro- shit I can't stand. That's the stuff that where I will start a fight with someone. Yeah. It's like stop that. That's unacceptable. No one wants to chant that. Just shit, shut the fuck right. up. So, you know? so Deanna Perazzo was wrestling, and yeah. he chants, "We want Marty," 
and I, I turned around and I'm like, like, stop it! Like, what's the matter with you? Like, that's that's just disrespectful. And, yeah, no uh, one's gonna chant that. No one can, like, right. it, but, it serves no purpose towards the show. But he's and he, he tried to make like a few like indie references throughout the show to like you know to show everybody that he knows a lot about professional wrestling. You just gotta shut those guys down, like we do all the time. Well, here, it's just like oh, we, we get it, you know things. So here, and have people laugh at them, and then they then that's when they quiet up. Well, so here's the thing. So yeah. between segments on NXT, I saw like. They had a camera crew with a light, like, and they were showing somebody how to, like, you know, helping somebody get to the front to, to show them. And I could see the hat and the long hair. So I see it's Matt Riddle. And I'm like, I think that's Matt Riddle. And then when they came back, that was when they showed him. And we all, like, jumped up and cheered. And, like, a lot of people, obviously, in the arena knew who he was because it's the NXT crowd. And we all started chanting, bro. And this guy who's making all these little dumb indie references all night goes, who is that? <laughs> And uh, I was just like, yeah, you're, you're full of shit, buddy. You just yeah, come, uh, like, listen, I don't know, claim to know everything. And I have seen uh, a little bit of Matt Riddle. I've seen a couple of matches. But, you know, I, like, I don't watch a whole lot of indie wrestling beyond, like, the major things, you know, mm-hmm. which it's funny because it's like they say the two big indie things is, like, ROH and New Japan. And they're both, like, in my eyes, not technically indie companies whatsoever. But yeah, they're, not. they're just... They just call everything that's not WWE indie, and it's like they're both like major corporations. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, so, but like I know what the fucking Matt, Matt Riddle is. You know what yeah, I mean, yeah. So. so that was funny. And then, um, do you do you know or follow Queen of the Ring on Instagram? Uh, I believe you know the answer to that question. I I, I don't. <laughs> but uh, I have uh, no idea. What I mean, that is. I mean, yeah. When you say you have no idea what that is, you mean Instagram. But uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she uh, she posted that there was these two guys sitting behind her. At, uh, and they had both had Bullet Club shirts on. Is this and, a wrestler or is she just like a fan? Yeah, you know, it's like a super fan, like us. All right. Like no. everybody, kind of like, you know, everybody in the New York wrestling community knows who she is. So she posts this picture of the, it was like a selfie with these two guys with Bullet Club shirts behind her. And she asks them if they were going to watch or go to All In. And they went, what's that? Oh, oh God. I, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. It's just like it's sad. I know it's really it sucks. It sucks that like people make me not want to wear my Bullet Club shirt out places when it's like kind of now I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I had it super early because if I was early and I would have fucking been in tune with the shit in like 2013 when it started and 2014 and all that shit and like Prince Devin and stuff like I had seen shit, but I wasn't like super into it or following it. But like I remember kind of buying i guess i probably got my first like bullet club shirt like right when it kind of started blowing up mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna do the hipster like hey, i was wearing it before it was cool i definitely wasn't i was i i got one like right as it started being a thing right and um you know and i, bef- I was kind of wearing it before it was super everywhere where it was, it was popular enough you know but now it's like super everywhere and it's like i don't know i feel i find myself like not wanting to wear it to wrestling shows but i wear it like kind of like anywhere else like if I'm going somewhere where like I'm out in a in a social situation where I, I'm probably not going to be around a whole lot of wrestling fans, because then it'll stand out more. Yeah. Instead of just like in a place with wrestling fans where everybody's like, "That's the cool thing. I'm going to wear the shirt." Which I don't know. It is the cool thing though. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, and it's not like the cool thing in the obnoxious way. Like, like, oh, you uh, you like Bullet Club too? It's like, of course you like it. It's awesome. It's awesome guys doing awesome shit and like being the elite is fucking awesome. And like being the elite is like. If my life was different and I became a fucking pro wrestler, like working 
like on any that would be like what I would want to do. With, You'd like, be aspiring to get picked up by the, you know them. Well, no, no, I would be a spot. I would like be doing what they're doing with being the elite. Like I would like because I love to you know record like the the bullshit the boys fucking around bullshitting videos and edit them up and make little like funny little fucking thing. Like that's what I would be doing. Like, oh, how can we do our own little funny little angles and like make little videos and put them on YouTube? Like, that's what I admire them because that's like that's exactly what I would be doing if I was in their position. Yeah, like it's perfect. I understand. Yeah, so it's like anyway. that's why they're super awesome to me. Besides that, they just they seem like good brothers and they're great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But they back seem, to the matter seem, at hand, they seem like good brothers. Yeah, they they, they are. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you never know. I mean, they're just you know. Never know who's who's not a good brother. They've shown enough good brothering for me to kind of like decide that. Well, have you brother. seen all these things at, on uh, on social media? How, like Cody Rhodes is like buying people that like they can't afford. Yeah, like, yeah. He he seems like a sweetheart. I mean, he did buy us all pizza at Laboom one time. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. He's just like a fucking awesome dude. I mean, I've never heard anyone say like in this day, internet day and age, and the podcasts and the youtube and the videos and everything like you know who's a motherfucker you hear about it you know what i mean yeah and no one's ever said a bad word about the guy so nobody i mean any any of those guys really in in terms of their character i mean you can have james e Cornette all day like shit on fucking uh (laughs) kenny omega for you know wrestling a nine-year-old girl i I love that you call them james e Cornette. like this is 1993 well, do you not know who the fuck I'm talking about? I know about? you're talking about. It's just like, you're just Jim Cornette these days, but it's just like, you like you I, went all the way back I, to like... I'm go- doing the gimmick, brother. Call him the gimmick. Mean, yeah, well, t- his name is James. It's a government I, fucking I, name. I understand. Anyway, we're, I'm going on a rabbit hole. NXT. Fucking, like, arguably the best, you know, arguably the best one. I, I feel like I saw a, a list... I want to say it was either what culture or cult- cultaholic. One of those. One of those guys. It was. Uh, they 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 listed the the best uh, the all the best takeovers and and Nola was still number one, and a lot of people say it's Nola and I don't know it, it might be but I feel like this this one's better. I Where feel it's like, like maybe, maybe the Gargano I, match the main event was better at Nola but this like the card was more solid a little bit. I felt like the, the first three matches of this card were better than the, the last two. Okay. Like, like, uh, and I don't know. Just it had a really good flow to it, and I, and I, I don't know. The, the the last two matches, not that they were bad by any means. They just like I, I don't know. I, the Gargano Ciampa thing. Let's talk about the main event because yeah. I this. I, I just want to say that I see a lot of not negativity on this match. Like it's getting rated high, but it's just they're pointing out like everyone seems to have like these issues with the match. I love the match. I I really like maybe it's the weakest of the three main events that they've done, but like it holds up just fine with the other two and it continues right, the story so we, and we, I love it. We've death. had multiple um no disqualification type matches with these guys now and it's starting that's getting yeah, tired. Like we didn't we didn't even have just like a basic one-on-one match with them. Like our 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 start was the street fight and like so, it feels like we're having the same match over and over again, and that's that's getting kind of stale to me. And I, what I didn't like was this match sort of was just like a copy of the last match in a lot of ways. In that, as far as story and progression wise, it wasn't like there was any real change. Like like if if the story here was that Gargano, let's say, got a hold of himself and didn't 
didn't like decided that he was not out for blood. Like he was gonna like come back to like his white meat baby facedom and just win the match and go out nobly and like just take the title away from Champa. But like they did that thing that he's consumed by rage again and it cost him the match. And it's like they already did that. So what was the point of this? Uh, I I guess you're right. Well, let's and, first of all and take I, into account. And I feel like well oh, before you, you go. And I also feel like the only way this whole thing ends is. Gargano ultimately will win this feud because it's like what like uh Ciampa's just going to lose the title to someone else like so it's like No, I mean if 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 you want to go there I'm going to say that like you could still easily tell this story where maybe like if now we've had two times in a row where the, the rage has cost him in a way that uh he finally he does something different maybe you see it kind of going down the same road the next time and he does something different to where he makes the right choice mm-hmm. and then he beats Champa now who's beat him twice mm-hmm. just barely and wins the title because okay. I mean if you're gonna do this whole feud and just not give the title to Gargano for this like it's I don't know right that, that, that would be a mistake what I'm saying is first let's keep in mind that like this was not this was kind of like booked really on the fly almost because it was supposed to be a triple threat right so that was kind of like would have been an easy way to just let them still continue their feud, but not let the spotlight be directly on their like personal you know story. Just the two of them, they could have the triple threat, and you know maybe Black could have been involved in the pin, and we could have like you know saved, uh, you know this uh, maybe like it just kind of feels like the the wheels are turning because they have planned you know the next time is the continuation or the finale or whatever. And this was kind of like, yeah, this really wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be with Alistair Black. Well, also now I've heard that uh, Gargano might actually be injured. Uh, I think it's a work. Okay. I think, I think it's kind of a work because we. Uh, so what happened in the match, right, is that like, and I, I thought the ending was was pretty cool. It, it was a little ridiculous. I, I'll put it this way: the ending by itself, like in a bubble as a clip, is fucking awesome because he is handcuffed, which brings that back to the last match, and he slides, you know, he ends up, uh, you know, he could have just beat him, but he needed to get one more fucking brutal shot in, so he does the knee, but of course, you know, he goes too far with it, he hurts himself doing the knee by running into all the equipment and shit, fucks up his knee so bad that he, Gargano can't stand up, but Ciampa could just slide down off the stage, and he's standing on his which feet. Also, which also, was kind of bullshit, right? Well, it was also a nice, it was also a nice touch, because theoretically, Ciampa could have just stayed down and it would have been a draw and he would have kept the title. Right. But just that, like, added, like, oh, he stood up also. He wins. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you could say, like, the whole idea of the... that that's not really standing up, that's one thing, right? Well, but, I mean, it was. I mean, technically. Right, technically. Okay, but, like, here's the thing, though. What the, Here's the one thing I would have done differently about this whole match is that I love the match. I love the whole fucking match. It's great. Um... That happened, like, two other times where he slid out of the ring and was on his feet, right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have done that at all. I wouldn't have done that. I would have made you not even think that that was a possibility to happen. I'm not going to say that I saw it coming, but, like, as he was doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, he could just, oh, yeah, there he goes. You know what I mean? See, so I, didn't, I, like, didn't, I didn't really see it. Like, like so, and I just figured, again, he, like, as long as, as long as Gargano is down for 10, that's it. That, like, whatever happens, like, even if it's a draw, it doesn't, it, like, Gargano does mm-hmm. not win. But then he just, I didn't, I just t- lost sight of his positioning. And when he just, like, was just up, it was like, oh. Yeah, he, but he, he had done it 
I want to say more than once, but definitely I recall at least once where he was dead and then just kind of rolled out of the ring and then was on his feet to like at the 10 count, like, mm-hmm. you know, when he was at nine. So I, I wish they hadn't done that at all and just not make you think, like I said, not make you think that was a possibility. And then it was like, oh, shit. So then you could still after that question, like, can you really do that? Blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, Gargano no, could get up. Him. No, no, no. I mean, like, make it the controversial yeah, ending oh, okay. or make are it you say, the, Are you saying in kayf- kayfabe make that? The, okay, I see. No, kayf- yeah, kayfabe, kayfabe. I'm talking kayfabe. So I'm just saying, you know, like, uh, that'd be the only thing I'd do different. Because, like, him, like, you know, showing that Gargano was beat up and he couldn't stand up and he's standing there with holding the title. Great shot, great image, great storytelling still. Um, I think we're getting worked with the injury because they said it during the show. They came out and the announcers were like, oh, they're saying he has a dislocated knee. Like, they were saying it then and there. Oh, okay. Like, you're telling me a doctor came out and he made the diagnosis and it got back to the gotcha, announcers gotcha. just yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then Triple H on the – I listened to the whole – that uh, that early that morning, I listened to the conference call, which he's been doing now, like uh, pre-show, like I think like the day before or oh, like yeah, a couple yeah, days, yeah. And like right after. So he did the mul- the media call or whatever, and he was like, oh, and he's hurt, you know, dislocated knee, whatever. I, I, th- I think it's a work. It's probably like a good way to maybe – get him kind of like uh, wait a little time and not rush into the next match with Gargano. Uh, maybe the next, like the Survivor Series to take over, Gargano beats somebody else. And then maybe that's when, uh, not Gargano, I'm sorry, when Ch- Ciampa beats somebody else. And then uh, Gargano maybe shows back up at that point, like he's uninjured anymore, air quotes. And then at the, you know, maybe the Royal Rumble or the WrestleMania show is when he he beats him forward or something like that. Okay. Way to drag it out a little bit. This is just my, this is what I think is going on. All right. And this would be, you know, if they end this off well in an epic way, I think this might just take the cake, man. Like over, uh, like Steen and Generico for like just my favorite feud of just like, cause they're just these three matches. Like I haven't really, besides like Okada Omega. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the only, it's like one of, it's like one of the only feuds I could think of right now that has any juice behind it. Yeah, um, but I'm like I'm standing like these the, the series of three matches against like any any series of matches with any feud ever. Like I'm I'm putting it up there. Oh, I mean like you like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, obviously like the best. They wrestled once. <laughs> no, they wrestled a million times. I'm talking about like you know on like on a pay per view major feud whatever well, it was, it it was, was a different time they didn't have as many pay per views back then but like you know, I know. remember they wrestled and and uh, Buster Douglas was the special ref no that's right you've forgotten you've forgotten a lot. oh uh speaking of WrestleMania 4 and things from many many years ago um Robin Robin Leach died today oh shit get out of here yeah he he huh. he was going to present the title to the new champion at WrestleMania 4 and Hulk Hogan did it instead cuz you know Hogan Oh, so that was really just Hogan just doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. It's, he was supposed to do that. God bless him. Mm, what a cunt. I hope one day I'm as, as successful as Hogan. I can just do whatever I want to do. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Sure, at the expense of everyone and everything else. Yeah. Um, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain. Jesus Christ. Had a killer match. It was great. Uh, insane, man. Yeah. Like... God damn! I don't understand why we can't get a tag match like that on the main roster. Yeah, I fuck, don't understand. Fuck the main roster. We're, we're done with that shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not done with it. It's just like I mean, know. what else can I say about this match? Watch the match. It's a great match. <laughs> like, 
it really was something something special, man. It was just so like everything was just so smooth, so crisp. There were so many like, times impactful. I thought like we just there was a sequence, and I'm like, okay, well this match is over now. And then it was like, nope, we got another five minutes, and it was like, wow. Yeah, uh, it, there's the difference between like, oh, that's the ending, and then it just goes on, and then it like kind of wears out its welcome, where it never did. It wasn't just right. Like, it, you know, but it wasn't a ter- it escalated. It wasn't in the grand scheme of things a very long match. It was eighteen minutes, so it wasn't like it was like you know you a, triple H, a triple a triple H thirty eight minute match that you know should never happen. And I can't wait to complain about him. But uh, well, uh no God, I you know what I, I I will be the devil's advocate on that because you're gonna be the devil's because, advocate on on Triple H. Yeah, because like, it's really I don't really have an issue with. I what, mean, the, the dude's on fucking TV acting like he hasn't wrestled a match like in like uh, eight years. Okay, well, all right, hold on. Hold on. The rest of TakeOver. Fucking, okay. you said you weren't feeling the women's match that ma- that much. Uh, it was a decent story. I like Kyrie Zane. I'm not a big fan of Baszler, but all the right, match well, was still good. Well, you, you just skipped over two matches. I know. Well, I'm, I'm bouncing around. Okay. No, it wasn't that, it wasn't that I wasn't feeling it. Um, I don't know. I just, it didn't, I didn't feel like it had a lot behind it. It just was kind of like, we've arrived at this match. Yeah. Um, I was, I thought Baszler had this, and I was really shocked that, because, uh, Everybody seemed to think because they're doing the May Young Classic the, the two that well they want to show that the woman that won the May Young Classic is now the champion and like and I thought of it the other way that it was Shayna Baszler exercising that demon that like the, that she like she could defend her title successfully against Carrie Zane even though they apparently had a match on like NXT TV at some point like mm-hmm. like a th- like a throwaway and Shayna Baszler won that so I was like oh okay I guess that takes yeah that so time. yeah we don't need to yeah. we don't need to do that um so. Velveteen Dream and EC3. Just standard, decent, solid I, match. I, you know? For some reason, Not I really, really like this match. And, I, I, and it, it, it was well-received in the audience, so uh, you know, live. So I don't know. Everyone, Everybody who watched it on TV doesn't seem to have the same opinion of it. And I, I had a lot of fun with this match. And I, I just... Uh, the thing I'm confused about is I thought that both of these guys were heels. but Yeah, they kind of are. And, but then I also thought that this was both these guys were heels, but Velveteen is kind of like... On the precipice of like being babyface, but because he's so over. but apparently what I'm hearing is that EC3 is supposed to be a babyface. I don't know. Okay, uh, I I guess he is supposed but, to be babyface. But, where it's like he shouldn't be. But uh, yeah, the crowd was solidly behind Velveteen. It wasn't even like 100. percent Yeah, what do you think of his tights? The call me up Vince thing. Yeah, it was awesome. There was uh, apparently for... th- nobody knew. He just did that. Uh, I've, I've heard, you know, I mean, that that could that could be bullshit. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, for some reason the the TVs, uh, this you know the displays in the uh, in the Barclay Center wasn't showing this match, so we didn't we actually didn't know what his tights said until like they finally put this. They, you know, at some point you hear the crowd chant like turn turn the screen on or something like that. Uh, yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, it was a little, little bit so that that was going a little on. bit discombobulating. But uh, yeah, all right. So did you think uh, Ricochet and Adam Cole was match of the night? Um, no, I actually like the main event and the tag match more, but that doesn't mean I dislike this match. Yeah. match was great. This match was fantastic. Um, match was great. And I'm, I'm not big on Ricochet, but like he, um, it, it there wasn't flippity doos for the sake of everything. You know, any, anybody that's criticized him in solid, anybody that has criticized him in the past of, of, you know, being Mr. Flippy shit, like has to like put that to bed now. Cause he doesn't do that in WWE. No, yeah. I, I, although I do roll my eyes with the, 
I mean, I could justify it though, but I, I could, I do roll my eyes where he kind of like he does like the Tajiri handspring and then backflips and then lands in the pose. But like in in defense of it, it wasn't like I hate it. Like when he had a million matches with Osprey and they both would do it and just stand there and like it was kind of cool the one time, but then they did it like fifty more times mm-hmm. and it kind of like it makes no sense. Like you wouldn't do that if you're trying to fight someone, but like Cole went out to the outside. And he did that to taunt him. So, like, that yeah. was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Like, you would do, like, hey, look how fucking awesome I am. Fuck you, get back in the ring. You know, like, that, like, I get it, you know? Now, uh, the, 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 the spot that everybody keeps talking about in this match oh, was, Jesus Christ. was, like, the mid-moonsault that Adam Cole kicked him. Super kicked right, him. And I, I fi- it took me a million tries, but I finally, like, off my phone while watching it, got a screen cap of, like, him landing it right as he's completely, like, vertical. Like, upside down. Yeah. Like I, I got the screen cap. Looks great. I should put it in the group. But uh, um, it well, it's that's like just a testament to the story they were telling. Yeah. Because right before that, he went for a springboard, and um, it was a matter of like kind of Cole like having him scouted, but Ricochet also kind of anticipating him scouting him because like he did the springboard. Cole went the super kick, but he caught the kick, and then like kind of reversed that, and then went for the moonsault, but then Cole. Got him the next yeah. time, and it was just like I, I thought the, I smart thought sequence. These guys had good chemistry. It worked out really well, and the ending was was dope too. Because Cole, once again, like when he taunted him, Cole was fucking taking a powder, but he was still on the apron. And then Ricochet, like this is when it makes sense to do the super flashy shit because that was the story of it. It was kind of like Cole's like, well, I took a powder. What are you going to do? And he was like, well, I have the fucking ability to run, leap over the rope, snatch you with a fucking Hurricane Rana, throw you back in and then hit my finish on you. And that's exactly how he won. (laughs) And I can hit my finish on you. And I can hit my finish. Not finish you. Hit my finish on you. Do you have a problem with how I said that? It's just funny. Like. It, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but you see what I'm saying? It was kind of like I didn't just I wasn't just like, oh wow, cool, move. Uh, it was I'm just sitting there like, oh, this, this is making sense, you know? Like, wow, yeah. It was just yeah. It, it was like a, just one of those matches where it just you know it had the flashiness, but it also told the story, and it was like the right mix of, of both the two good wrestlers. And you know, I always like kind of gave. Ricochet the business. I never said he was he was the shits. I just wasn't like you know he didn't really like do it for me. But now I'm kind of like okay, you, you're doing it, you know. So mm-hmm. you're doing it. So that was uh, NXT takeover. Trying not to be a curmudgeon. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just posted, by the way, in our Facebook group, uh, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/doing-the-job, a picture of the Sandman hitting Stokely Hathaway with uh, the Singapore cane. And mm-hmm. it's a picture that I took, my camera, and my super awesome photo skills. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just so awesome. I'm pretty awesome. All right. So, SummerSlam. Let's, Summer. uh, so, this show is awesome. It's just like every takeover. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. That's a good shot. Thank Look you. at that. Yeah. He broke that motherfucker right over his head, too. He did, yeah. I got a lot of good shots from the show. I've been posting them on Twitter. Twitter.com slash M2J, everybody. Uh it looks like Sandman's wearing an SCU shirt. Uh, I I know I'm guessing the Sandman is uh, in recovery because uh, he doesn't he didn't drink any of the beers. He just poured them in the audience members' mouths. So yeah, you know it's, he's getting old. You got to take it easy. You yeah. got to watch the carbs too, the calories and the carbs. Yeah, you know you can't you can't just be slinging beers all the time. Yeah, for twenty years. 
<laughs> so, uh, I mean, SummerSlam, it was okay, you know? Yeah. Know. Um, there was, a, it was just a lot of weird, weird, things. weird booking, weird pacing. Um, weird stuff. Yeah. It just, it's just too fucking also, long. It's hind- just too fucking it is, long. It is too long. Hindsight being 2020, also, there was a lot of... A lot of weird decisions made or, or decisions that probably could have been made better. Um, like so, what? All right. So the pre-show, uh, CN and Vega versus Lana and Rusev. Mm-hmm. So uh, Vega and CN won. And then two days later on SmackDown, they had the same match again and Rusev and Lana won. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't so, really care. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking about it. It means nothing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, shit like that. I mean, it was there. I was, yeah. I was there for it. So I'm talking about it. Uh yeah, yeah, it just means yeah. nothing. So Cedric the Alexander and Drew Gallic or Gulak rather. I I double Gulak. I really thought Drew had this. It seemed like it was the right time, but Cedric won. He won with a roll up. Uh, actually, I think all, all three matches on the pre show ended in roll ups. Jesus so Christ! Th- that shit like that is what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I didn't watch the I didn't watch pre show. I, I I thought for sure the B team was dropping the titles. They didn't. Um, I also I didn't know they had new music, and I and I I don't like their new music. Espe- no, it's, especially it's, juxtaposed to their prior music. However, I get it because it's a chant that people could do, and, and they have been doing it. So, yeah, it's it's a thing, you know. You got to have things. I mean, the whole thing is, it's I don't know, I don't know what to say. If, if it it's working, so God bless, you know. Yeah. Um. So the Intercontinental Championship match, uh, match opened, of the night, open the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First match out the gate, match of the which, night, which we knew it would be. It was it was the hot opener, and it ended up being the best match of the night. Um, yeah. Uh, and I did I say on the show last week that uh, Dean Ambrose is definitely not turning heel at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I said he would. I think you said he wouldn't. So that, good on you. Yeah. Because obviously, on Monday night we had the Shield. Yeah. Which, by the way. So, Shield again. So let's quickly digress for a second. Two two things I want to ask you. Yeah. When ultimately in the night, uh, which you know we, we could just jump on this right now, Charlotte Flair ended up winning that triple threat match, and yeah. at the after the match, Becky like attacked her and you know like brutally beat the shit out of her to uh, a rabid ovation from the crowd. The crowd was Can so- I make a little side note about that about that moment? Sure. Um, they, they recorded the decibel levels. And this was in fucking Forbes put this on their website. Okay. For the loudest pops of the, of the weekend, I guess not including NXT, because it just talked about the uh, main roster shows. Of the three shows for the main roster, number one, as in loudest pop, decibel level, was... Uh, Becky turning on Charlotte Flair. Yeah, no, the crowd was, was so the happy. Top about of that. the weekend, not 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 counting right. NXT. So I, I don't know what that measured up to. Um, yeah, yeah. So the two things that I heard fans saying since then was that they didn't think this was Becky Lynch turning heel so much that she just beat up Charlotte Flair. And I, and I was like, that's clearly, it was clearly a heel turn. Like, there's no, no like, well, even, even though SmackDown, she came out and cut a heel promo so, on the crowd. She turned heel. Now, here's what's funny about that. On the the YouTube version of that promo, they cut out all of the stuff where she's insulting the fans. Wow. They, they, they just keep it to she's mad at Charlotte Flair and made it all about Charlotte Flair. So do you think they're they're throttling back on this one? I think they got to. I think because she is clearly favored in this scenario. So it's really going to be – you're going to be like kind of traveling against the grain here if you're just going to 
much like a lot of the other things they try to push, if you're just going to have her be like this piece of shit heel and beating up Charlotte Flair, if everyone's on the side of Becky, like, yeah, we're tired of Charlotte Flair. Awesome. We love Becky and we want Becky. So, yeah, Um, I'm not saying make now now make Charlotte Flair a big old heel. You just have like these two women. They have an issue. Just that's it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe make the roles a little bit more clear to find when you when you figure out where you want to go. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was that was a thing. Uh, I just wanted, to, and then the other thing I, I was hearing is uh, people are taking Monday Night the Shield attacking Braun Strowman was the Shield turning heel. No. Right. <laughs> no, that is not a heel turn. They didn't do anything heelish. <laughs> right. I mean, if you want to say that they ganged up on somebody three on one, I guess there's an argument to be made. But like that in no means just that's it. They're heels now. No, nah, this is just a clear uh, once again. Uh, like, well, the Becky thing was supposed to be a heel turn. Right. And now maybe like you said, with the edits they did to the YouTube video, it's like, all right, maybe they're like trying to make it a little bit more gray because of the fan response. But this was clearly like, you know, uh, well, first of all, the shield was supposed to be still going on. I don't know about still going on now, but like it was a thing when Dean got hurt. So they're kind of just trying to right, right, just kickstart that back up again where they left off, I believe. Mm-hmm. But now you have Roman as the champ, and uh, what a better idea than you know, like you, Strowman kind of did. And we'll get to the main event of SummerSlam definitely before I have to leave. But you know, Strowman once again came out and was just like, "Yeah, I'm still going to catch in my shit." And if you're going to have the shield, why wouldn't they protect? Well, and that, that's the other thing. Now I'm also wondering. Well, you know, let's fuck. It. Let's go right to the main event right now. We'll backtrack everything. So yeah. they they did this thing. Braun Strowman came out. He, uh, he he retained his briefcase in a squash match against Kevin Owens. By the way, Kevin Owens. Yeah, zero unfortunately, off. like um, he came out and he said. I'm gonna. He's like, I'm not gonna sneak up on anybody. I'm gonna tell you what I'm cashing in. Like whoever wins this match, I'm gonna cash in right now. Which why didn't he just add himself to the match? Like if, right, if, exactly. Like, yeah. if, that was weird. Um, yeah, but, if you're the big baby face, now, like, I'm not gonna do this thing now, sneaky. Then now, now right, listen, listen. I, 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 now my devil's advocate on this is okay. He could technically say. I had a match already, so it's only fair that you guys have a match, and then you know this will be both of our second matches of the evening. Just, I mean, look, it's not a. You, you know, can still be a babyface and be like, hey, listen, I'm going to do it honorably. I'm not going to sneak up, but I also want to take advantage of the situation a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys finish your shit, and yeah. then I'm so, coming so, in. You know? So it's cool. It's not, but not so bad. knowing that the crowd was obviously going to shit all over this match, they intro- oh, yeah, it was a total smoke they, they introduced this, and the crowd all of a sudden was like, okay, we just got to get through this match, and then we have, like, a main event title match to look forward to with Braun Strowman. And it went six minutes. And we all behaved ourselves, waiting for this match 10 to get to the next match. And as soon as Braun took that first bump, like when I think Roman Reigns like dove out of the ring and nailed him or something like that, I was like, oh my God, are they? is he not going to be able to cash in for some stupid reason? And like we're, we're all getting bamboozled here and they're just not chanting like anything through this match, like that this show's just going to end. And oh my God, we had a, a shitty six-minute match. For some reason, all it took was, like, one quick spear, and Roman Reigns was able to pin Brock Lesnar, who's been unbeatable for, like, four years. And they rolled, they put up the copyright thing and went off. That was it. Yeah. Well, not uh, Goldberg beat him, you know. But, but you know what I mean, though. Like, like that was, like... 
Right, yeah, it came and went, whatever. It, it's funny how WrestleMania 33 could be a four-minute, 45-second match that was fucking incredible, That and this match was six minutes, and it just wasn't. Listen, I... I I really don't did not like this whole entire scenario because it was so obvious what they were doing. I mean, fucking smart on them. Well, that's the other thing. Geni- I, I, genius I, on them. So really, I was looking at a Facebook thread about this match, and somebody said something to that effect, which you know I, I do somewhat agree with. You know, oh, like this was genius. They tricked the audience, and then someone replied, "Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable that instead of just booking something correctly, they instead trick the audience." Well, it, not about correctly. It's just like. It's kind of like, like like Jordan. Like he came at me with like, oh, this fucking brilliant genius, the trolling. It was hilarious, yada yada. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but like, I'd rather just just do something that's actually awesome. You don't have to trick and fucking fool people to not like shit on something. Like, why couldn't Brock and Roman have done just like WrestleMania thirty three? Five minutes of Bing Bang Boom, not a million finishers, but like legit back and forth like the way Goldberg and Brock did where it was like they just hit each other with bombs back and forth and it was exciting for five minutes not even and Roman wins clean because now look at Brock if this is truly it and he's done or he's gone at least for a while I don't know he didn't really lose clean because he was throwing the briefcase he was fucking around with Strowman he turns around boom spear but it just it just was weird like spear one of three that's it like there was no like, fail. Like, how great would it have been if like I don't know? It, just just tell some kind of story. Like, just have him just like whatever he do the thing where everything he does he can't beat Roman, and and then he just he like starts freaking out and Paul and like just think about all. First of all, if this was your plan all along that Roman Reigns was going to win at SummerSlam, why didn't he just win at WrestleMania or Saudi Arabia? Like, why did we drag? Like, what value did we get? for, like, another four months of the Brock Lesnar title yeah, no, reign. No reason, really, man. And, no, in my eyes, nothing. And teasing and doing all this shit with Paul Heyman, like, pretending that he was going to align himself with Roman. It's like, what was the point? Like, that didn't do anything. And nothing. we already talked about how they, they just nothing. fucked that up last week, but, like, it's just it's all meaningless. It, I, think, I think straight up he was just supposed to win at fucking at WrestleMania, and they got the idea in their heads, probably the pettiness about the CM Punk reign, where it's not even the same fucking title, really, right? But they could still say, like, uh, world title level title, you know, now he nope, has... No, no, they can't. You know how they like to fucking, Yeah, but they you can't. Know, they can't. We, know, we know they can't. It. I know, yeah. but, like, they like to, with all their stats, yeah. like, the ridiculous... Because when the rosters remerge one day and those titles merge back together, that no one will remember the fucking Universal title. A fucking fruit roll up with some plates on it. It's, it's really not that bad. I don't know why. I'm, I'm it, just sick of it. It's this. It's the same exact. The WWE title is the same thing, but it's fucking red. Like the WWE title is far superior. It's the same fucking it's thing. Like night and day. It's, it's the same thing. It's no. just red. Nah, it's different. That's all it is. Nah, different. Different title. Anyway. I mean, if you ask me, they both can fuck off. You know, for. No, I miss big gold. I miss like you know better looking shit. I do too. I miss a belt that you know wasn't just a big logo with. How do you have a title belt with like actual space in it where you just see you like have, the letter? You have negative space in your yeah. Fucking you have title. negative space on it. Like that's a prize. Yeah. Like fuck out of here. It's like, supposed to look like a trophy. Yeah, like, but, that, like put like, onto a belt that you can wear. Like look at the IWGP Championship. Fucking title. gorgeous, beautiful. Yeah. It's big. It's gold. It's got jewels on it. Jewels. It has fucking jewels on it. Jewels, man. Betty. Fucking, I got your jewels. I got yeah. your bag, bag of jewels. It's 
Fucking. You dumb. remember the remember the Jeff Hardy title in TNA? That ugly as fuck. That was better than the current WWE title. I I draw the line there. I, I'd rather have I'd rather have the Universal title on my on my shoulder than fucking that Jeff Hardy title. Even though I like the color purple, but like God, that shit was so ugly, so <laughs> ugly. Like oh, I draw my little masks. This is I like it. It looked, it looked like the thing in the strong bad thing where everything goes, your head explode. It looked like that. Your head explode? Yeah. Eh, well, you're fucked in the head. All you right. Know? So anyway, we have Roman Reigns is the new universal champion, and the crowd Just a fucking waste it. of time. And, I mean... It, look, this whole, like, his this angle is like him and Brock from Mania till now. It's just served nothing. I'm just going to, like, you know, Raw is blackout until now. Roman should have just been the champion for a while now anyway. So now I'm just going like, to try to forget about all that and just move forward from here. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot. Sean wanted us to uh, relay a message about this situation here. Um, remember he messaged us earlier in the evening? Yeah. Yeah. He said um, he jumped off his couch in excitement. His black shorts became white. Mm-hmm. As in yes. semen. They got covered in semen. Yeah, he did. Semen from him ejaculating because he was so happy. With yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. yes. I, look, uh, I don't have much time, but I, I do want to say about the shield, it's kind of like, do you, are you, are you, do you think it's a good idea to like do this again? Just keep doing the shield? Uh, I mean, I guess there's no reason not to. It's just like, I don't know, like, what do you, like, what's the end game of this? Is it just that Dean Ambrose is eventually going to turn heel? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm at least intrigued for what's going to happen next week with him and Strowman. Like, how do you deal with that? You know? Yeah. What's, um, what's, what's the deal with this? But I could, we got to kind of squeeze. I, I could probably go a little bit later, but I got to squeeze in a lot of other info. Fuck Daniel Bryan. Right. I'm really upset that the crowd was like kind of dead for this. And if they were a little dead for this, right. they were fucking died a death for Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. So let me, let the me, match was like the worst match. Let of me night, tell you, so. let me tell you what this was. So we were far into the event at this point and we're exhausted. So long. We, we don't have a lot of energy left. We were invested in the match. Like, like everybody was, everybody was there. Everybody watched the match. Everybody was was into it. It's just like, it was that combination of like leaning. Everybody was leaning in, enjoying the match, but also tired from. At this point, we were already there for like how long? It was probably like four or five hours into the show. Yeah. Um, it was exhausting. That's that's an exhausting period to be in. Um, and I, I was fully convinced that the Miz was going to win. So so much so that I wore my Miz shirt to SummerSlam. Nice. Well, as I was saying, uh, I was talking to someone at the time that it was on uh, live, or at least when I was watching it um, back, that that's match with the three pre-shows. That was match nine of the night. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it was a, a sixth match on the main show, but there was three before that. So now you're watching the ninth match when it's like typically at a show like that's the main event or it was already done, you know, like a you know normal what, fucking show. You know what bothers me, too, is that the pre-show, which is usually like two hours has like three matches in it and they're scattered it's like there's there's like a match at like the first 15 minutes of the pre-show then the next one is until like the top of the hour and then you're like right before the show starts when we get like that last one it's just like that it's like ridiculous like it's spaced out so i I hate it and i always i always tell people like can we just not go to the pre-show and they're like well there's this one match i want to see and we don't know when it's gonna happen i never want to go for the pre-show like i I mean mania only mania and that but it's funny because that's like the only really wwe show i go to every year but like i do i guess for mania because it's kind of like i'm here in this other like if i was in if 
I was going to a New York show, I wouldn't go to the pre-show. Right. Like I don't. Like I don't. If wanna... I was at the Barclays, because I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll get there when I get to whatever. But like, if I, at Mania, I'm in the city. It's like, what else am I doing? Right. You know I, mean, mean? I, I might well, as well be in the show. I, I skipped the pre-show at this WrestleMania. I was at a I was at a bar with oh, Michael gosh. Payne, and uh, I was like, I'll just go when the show the fucking oh, show. Oh yeah, sick invite, bro. I think you were invited. You didn't want to come. No, that's not yeah. true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told you what bar it was at, and you just were like, I'm going to WrestleMania. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I actually wanted to watch the fucking stupid fucking battle royal. I mean, I would have liked to have seen uh, Cedric because you know I've seen him at Laboom and just seeing him in like the Superdome would be like a really cool like juxtaposition. But yeah, I've seen him in uh, a shitty fucking convention center in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, the ROH show the night before Royal Rumble 2014, <laughs> and he um, had a dope. That was when I he first kind of like turned my head. He so had a good. dope match with who the fuck did he have that match with? How much does he weigh? Could he like put on a couple pounds and just be like uh, like a heavyweight? Well, he used to be big. He he really leaned up big yeah. time. I, just 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 eat like uh, eat uh, a little bit more, man. Just just can't just... get up. I I could get up and I don't know who it was against, but he was still big at the time. Yeah, and it was uh, uh he really did some shit. It was it was a dope fucking match. Oh I wait, think it was... he's he's billed at two hundred and five pounds. He's like on the cusp. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so the Bri- the Brian match is really good. Uh, I'm not really good, but it was just a solid match, and then the ending was. I thought it was, was great, very... the, 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 like with the Miz doing the kicks and like Brian being like, "Those those don't hurt. You're an asshole." Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and uh, um, I liked the ending because it was it was very like the story, of course, which is exactly what I what I predicted last week. He wanted uh, forever to be cleared so he could punch the Miz in the face. Yeah, and then the Miz wins by cheating by hitting him in the by punching him in the face. It actually took me like a day or two to like for that to hit me. I was just like, yeah. "Oh wait, he." He won by punching him in the face. The thing that Brian wanted exactly. to do was perfect. Yes. Genius. It was genius. And um, now we're going to have like the mixed tag with the wives at the next pay-per-view and, and keep it rolling. Good storyline. Yeah. And same thing with AJ and Joe. Like, you know, uh, people complaining like all oh, these bunch of DQs. I'm like, listen, that was good for a first match. The match was solid. The crowd was still kind of alive. And um, it was good. You know, I'll be your fucking daddy. And he snapped, beat the shit out of him, and even the kid saying, "Daddy, you're bleeding." Was all good. It all worked out well. That, yeah, you know? that was amazing. Yeah, excited um, for the next match. It was it was well done. If I've seen some complaints about it, but it's just like shut up. Just oh wait, wait, wait. So we we skipped wrestling. over. Um, the new day had the match with the Bludgeon Brothers, and again, this is one of those things. I mean, I'm guessing this is because Eric Rowan got injured, but um, the two days later they had a no DQ match, and the new day won the titles. Yeah, so it Rowan's just it, he's and, out again. Yeah, and yeah, and, oh, and yeah. so this combined with like the the WWE Championship match ending with the disqualification, it just was like okay, that was a waste of time. And then you know the the the, the few squash matches. They, although speaking of the squash match, the squash match. Um, so I had this sudden epiphany that we were getting the Demon Finn Balor, like yeah. a little bit before the show. I was like, oh my god, like they're gonna and. While it made sense for the story, I was like, this seems like a waste to just throw the demon at Baron Corbin like this. And, uh, but it, it yeah. you know what? I, I, once it, once it's it actually okay. happened, I really enjoyed it. So I can't really complain about it in good conscience. Like, I did enjoy it. It would, it, it does. I just, I just hope that that isn't like, okay, now we won't see the demon for like a year. And it's like, this was, well, it's a waste to not like, you know, have him like start a feud with someone where he's just getting the shit beat out of him. 
And then he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring him back. And then you build well, that, that excitement. Well, see, like that, you do that whole angle, but. No, you see, this is, this is, and this is exactly what I was saying last year that I, I liked that they did a surprise. I like yeah. that the heel is standing in the ring freaking yeah. the fuck out. Like they did like, it, can't complain. They really did exactly can't. what I wanted them to do with Bray, but with Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I can't uh I can't complain. So cuz it was just like all right, he's back and then he got thrust right into the main event against, you know, yeah. Roman Reigns the next night. So okay, maybe this is just kind of like yeah, I have the power to just squash people and I'm important again, so we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. So that's good. Now, and I mean and uh, Ronda winning. What else can I say? Well, so so what you were saying before about how the Shinsuke Jeff Hardy match? I don't think anybody thought Jeff Hardy was going to win, and that match basically served as the piss break because we knew that we had uh, the women's championship and then the championship after that. So we didn't want to, didn't want to. You know, it was like that was the piss break, really. Yeah, it's a shame. That was. I mean, I don't know. That was the death spot that usually is the second to last match. I, I hope Shinsuke. You know, whenever this run. Before this run ends, you know, because he's starting to get up there in his career. I just hope he can really, you know, have some good matches. He doesn't really hasn't really had any memorable matches on the main roster at all. He hasn't you know? really. Um, ho- well, hopefully he'll get a match with Daniel Bryan, who wanted to have a match with him. Yeah, they had a dark one. It's on it's on YouTube. You can find. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, no, the, you know, you, you know the story, right? When uh, when he was the Intercontinental Champion, he pitched the idea that Shinsuke, who at the time was the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, that they yeah. would have an interpromotional match. Well, actually, we just found out that Jericho pitched that for SummerSlam. He did, for yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah. But, so, as, as, as Mr. Draco would say, that's awesome. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, now that New Japan's going to be running the Garden, I don't know if Vince is going to want to be doing business with them. No. I don't think so. Probably not. And uh, you're on to win. She's the champ now. She beat up Stephanie again just to show that, hey, I'm still going to fucking beat you up. And there's really nothing else to say about that. Hopefully she's there more often than Brock was. So Hopefully, yeah. Uh, she made a point to say that on Raw. I'm not Brock Lesnar. I'm going to be here. And uh, and people were like, oh, my God, you're not. And then they, they realized that she's not Brock Lesnar. And you see, everybody's been seeing yeah. her as Brock Lesnar the whole time. I know, but didn't and realize they, that she's a female. And then they, yeah, they snapped, snapped her out of the, snapped her out of the spell. And now it's like, oh, mm. you're Ronda Rousey. She's like, yep, I was in, in, I was in the Entourage movie. So just too fucking long. Yeah, um, too long. And there's so, some good things buried in there, but I am, I for one, am happy that SummerSlam isn't going to be back here next year because I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I went, I went to, I didn't go in 2015. I went to like NXT and Raw. And then in 2016, I went, and that was that fucking god awful Brock yeah. Lesnar and Randy Orton main event. I actually sold my. I don't want to go here. We, we uh, sold the Raw tickets. We ended up left over SmackDown tickets, so I actually went to SmackDown. Yeah, so you're really trying hard to sell the SmackDown. I don't know why you bought the, both of those. In well, the we first got the, place. we got the bundle. We got the we got the four days. Oh, I was going to say because like I could not do four days. Yeah, like. Because those went on sale first, and we decided, like, you know, if we want to secure decent seats, we got to, like, buy the first tickets to come available. And then we just said, all right, so we'll, we'll go. We know we're going to NXT and, and SummerSlam. We'll just try to sell the Raw and SmackDown tickets. The worst case scenario is we go to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to go to fucking Brooklyn four days in a row, little, in a row let alone the Barclays Center. Yeah, four no, days it's, in it's a quick row. ride, so it's not that bad. I mean, I just don't want to be physically in Brooklyn. Yeah, but know? I'll tell you, man, SmackDown is just like, like I'd say a quarter of the crowd that shows up for the other events is at SmackDown, and 
they don't even have the merch truck outside for SmackDown like they do for the other three. Yeah? Yeah, like, wow. it's just like, they just don't care. And, like, and then as soon as fucking this, the show ends and 205 Live starts, like, another third of the crowd just leaves. Jesus. And then they trick you again. They go, because the way that, the way that they get a lot of people to stay is that they have, like, a dark main event. That's like a SmackDown main event, so they'll say like so they'll try to announce it. So well, yeah, they'll they'll announce it during a commercial break. So the one what they did was they did it was going to be Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan was the main event of the evening, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's going to be a fucking awesome match. So that's a cool thing to see. So the match was about thirty seconds. It ended in a DQ, <laughs> and oh my god! And then, um, yeah, uh, the Miz came out and and him and Samoa Joe double teamed Daniel Bryan, and then AJ made the save, and they just kind of had like a brawl for like a good minute or two, and then that was the end of it. The night. And it was like, okay, so, like, people that actually, like, didn't want to see 205 Live and waited for this ended up, like, missing, you know, it could have just left and, like, they got tricked into staying. Yeah, I just, I'm never fucking gonna, I never want to go to TV. I don't, I, ever I'm, again. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I mean, I still... Are you finally, I'll, finally I'll, coming with I'll me? I'll still go to, like, a Raw after WrestleMania. Those are still... Like, f- all right, Raw after WrestleMania would be the only thing I'd do, even though I still don't want to do that. But I would only do that if I'm going to WrestleMania, wherever it is, with a group of people, and everyone else is on board. Like we want to stay, we want to stay Monday night, and we want to go to Raw after Mania. And I'd be like, all right, that's what we're doing. Then yeah. I'm doing it. But if, like, luckily for me, the last like bunch of times, I think I went in 2016 because everyone wanted to go because mm-hmm. I was with Sean and Danielle, and they wanted to go. So I'm like, fuck it, whatever, I'll go. But uh, Orlando, thankfully, no one wanted to fucking go. And and New Orleans, like no one gave a shit. So I was just yeah. like, cool, thank um, God. NXT definitely worth it. Uh, whatever the pay per view is that weekend, I'll, I'll go to. I, I don't want to go to the pre show, but I'll go to the show show. And because uh, like I think Raw, Raw is just awful as it is anyway. So like, why would I ever want to sit there? Like I barely watch Raw. I skim through it. Oh damn, people! And I, I finally got the stream working. People are saying they can't hear us. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, I have to go to work. Uh... All right, we pretty much ran through everything we need to run through. Uh, I mean, I guess we didn't really get to too much Raw and SmackDown, but who the hell cares? Raw's the same show every week. Ha ha ha. Anyway, you've been listening to the Doing a Dry Wrestling podcast. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, check us out, dtjwrestling.com. You can hear us on Spreaker, Stitcher, uh iHeartRadio, TuneIn, we are on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast, you could find us. Uh, if you want to throw me an email, it's m2j at dtjwrestling.com. Get very few and far between of those. So uh, if you want to let your voice be heard, it's more than welcome. Check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash doingthejob. Uh, we stream live on facebook not like our faces but our voices uh every week so well i don't know why i'm saying every week it's actually every month now uh if you missed last week's show we actually recently moved to uh pretty much a monthly format we're not doing the show every week anymore our lives are just too busy and uh it's hard enough to to find time to sit down for several hours and talk about wrestling and that also insists in that case that we watch said wrestling which basically just becomes a part-time job at that point and lord knows we ain't making any money off of this so uh just not gonna happen so yeah keep uh keep
keep subscribed. Keep checking our Facebook for any updates to keep abreast of our situations when we're doing a show. We're probably going to do one before and after WWE pay-per-views since that's what garners the most attention. And that's pretty much all I've got to say. For Sean Michael Spurge and Denny Luggs, I'm M2J saying we don't do the job. We are the job. Good night, folks. <laughs>